spread love. Doom, 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 spread love. Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to POV with Kristen Gilmore, where I interview interesting people that you and I are getting to know together. This podcast was created to enlighten, enrich, and inform. The basis is to spread love and extend God's grace to yourself and others. Hello, beautiful people, and thank you for joining me for another episode of POV with Kristen Gilmore. You all, you are about to meet a gem of a human, the salt of the earth kind of person. Someone who, when I first met her, I knew she was extremely talented, loving and warm, a giving heart, person that I would get to know and want to know for the rest of my life and grow with. You all, please meet one of my nearest and dearest, beautiful friends of the world, Ileana. Ileana, thank you for joining me today. Thank you so much. What a beautiful intro. <laughs> I just love I mean, it. <laughs> who you are shows up in your laugh right now. I mean, you know, it just, that's just who you are. You all, I must tell you, like, I, I, uh, Ileana is the person who pours into every single person she meets. Like, you could have a half full cup and she's going to make sure you overflow. But the gift of her is she makes sure you overflow without leaving her her cup empty. That's something that I've learned from her. Ileana, how do you do that so well? Oh, my goodness. I think that has to be um, a property that was given to me, you know, as a child. I, I really believe that, you know, you are what you're brought up to be. I, I grew up, um, you know, in Texas with very strong, a very strong, you know, single mother and uh, wonderful grandparents and great grandparents. And um, I spent a lot of time with those seniors and I really um, just love the wisdom and the manners and just everything they taught me you know, as a youth. And I really, really, even now, I find myself very attracted to the stories of, of our seniors. Um, Even when I'm doing shows, if I meet somebody that comes to see the show, you know, as a senior, and they have a story to tell, then they're like, Ileana, you, you know, we're closing, we're locking the theater. I was like, well, let me just hear the rest of this story. I'm just so fascinated by, you know, their lives and their journeys. And, you know, I think, Mine has just been, I've been so blessed in so many ways. Um, I was taken in and, and had a mentor, um, in my hometown that, you know, didn't charge me for a single dance class because she saw something in me and that I never, you know, that I didn't see in myself at the time. And I just really feel like I've been blessed with the Lord putting the people in my presence or me in their presence at the exact times that I always seem to need it. And I just kind of carry that and I try to share that and I try to really share it and, and be, and share a lot of, you know, patience because um, I feel a lot of that in my life has come from me just being patient and kind of waiting while feeling impatient. But, you know, when it's your time, it's your time. And, and what's meant for you is what's meant for you. And I kind of just live, I just kind of live by that and pray by that. 
it's it's so clear in your life and in your living and how you the choices through the choices that you make. Mm, when you. did you know that you were a dancer? Oh my goodness. It's a really good question because I really thought I was going to be a nurse. <laughs> Why? I thought I was going to be a nurse. And I just remember um, being, you know, um, golly, was I at middle school, was working at a skating rink and there was going to be a dance contest. And my boss at the skating rink said, you should enter. And I was like, well, I like to dance, but I don't know if I can do what they're doing. And I had a friend we had a girlfriend who was like a majorette and he was like a drum major and we were like let's put a routine together and we run like third place and we were good and people thought we were great and I was like okay now let's sign up for some classes and my dance teacher uh Pamela Irwin who was my mentor um had a dance studio that I didn't know anything about and it was a black owned studio in my little town in Texas and I had no idea it was there and one Saturday morning they danced in um, at the amphitheater in the park and I saw it on the news and I was like what in the world is this and I literally pulled out the yellow pages because this was way before cell phones and I found her in there you know there were many Pam Irwins and I looked in it until I found the one I I needed and you know I made multiple calls and she said yes this is Pam I own the dance factory and I said I want to take classes what do I need to do and she said come over to my house and I was like oh Okay. And I literally got her address, got my mom's car, drove over to her house and she sat me on her floor in her living room and put in videos. She had been in this town all these years and I had no idea. And she played me videos of concerts they had done. Our our shows were not recitals. They were concerts because everything was a story and a beginning and an end. And I was like, I just was overwhelmed. And she said that I could start taking classes. And if I couldn't afford it, she would give a scholarship and we would work things out or I would babysit. So I started taking classes. My friends started, my two friends that I danced with started as well. They quit within the first week. And I was like, you can't quit. Now I'm by myself. So then I was left there with the advanced students that I had put into another class. And so I had to kick my butt in gear, like literally. Those kids were already, you know, they were like 14 years old. And I was 14 as well, but they had been taking dance since they were four years old and I was starting at 14. And so I really had to get it together. It really pushed me. She was an amazing motivator. From there, I got into taking ballet. Um, so I was doing jazz and ballet and I literally lived at that dance studio. You know, even when I went to junior college, I was like college during the daytime and I was at the dance studio from four o'clock to 10 o'clock and I loved it. I mean, I really just loved it. And I knew that that's what I wanted to, to do with my life. Um, I didn't know at the time that I sang. I thought I could sing. I wasn't sure. But when it was time for the singing to happen, I went away to school. I had sang in choir and people always, I sang in, you know, church choir and people were always like, oh, you're amazing in church choir. But I didn't hear what they hear. And sometimes I still don't hear what people hear. And I'm like, okay, I'm glad you liked it. Um, <laughs> but um, the dancing I knew I had. And so I went away to school in New York where we had to do the singing and the dancing. And then I just got really comfortable. I got rid of all the shyness and just kind of, you know, I don't know when it left, but it just wasn't there anymore. I don't have any shyness or anything or any stage fright like I used to have. Um, and it just, just stuck with me. You know, I still love to dance. 
Um, you know, times have changed. I don't dance as much in shows. Mostly I'm, I'm usually like a lead or somebody that just doesn't, you know, have as much dance or choreography to do. Um, but I love it. I mean, I, I think I always will. I think you were born with it. I, you know, it's so funny how <laughs> people with such big giving hearts, you said you always thought you would be a nurse, but you ended up being a performer. Yeah. I, I think it falls in the realm. Nursing falls in the realm of service and of mm-hmm. giving and yes. healing. Art does the same thing. Yes. Yeah, so true. So Do you very true. think that's probably why you, I don't know. Do you think that's probably why you thought you wanted to be a nurse or, or where do you think that first came from? Well, I just always just remember like with my, my great grandmother, my great grandmother had cancer and I just remember um, so, 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 so close to her. And I remember like the, the last few years and especially the last few months of her life, um, her being in and out of the hospital. And she had, um, you know, this is before the surgeries for cancer were, um, laser and, you know, all the treatments they have now, you know, back in the, in the seventies. And I think I was maybe like six or seven years old. And I used to help put her medicine on. She had a medicine that was a salve. It was like a butter. And you literally put it on the scar that she had that literally was from, you know, the top of her sternum, you know, down to her navel where she had been cut open. And I just remember putting it on and thinking it was the coolest thing to watch that medicine that looked like butter melt into her scar. So it would, the scar would, you know, soften up and, and everything. And, um, she just seemed like it helped her so much and it made her feel better just to have that on there. Now I couldn't touch it. You know what I mean? Like I couldn't, like it was tender and she was like, no, 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 don't touch it. But mm-hmm. she would let me get enough close enough just to drop the medicine on there. And I always said, you know, I loved her so much. And it was just the idea of doing just a simple thing like that, that would give her some relief. Um, that I just, you know, I don't know. It just always hit my heart. And I think I was probably like, I know it was elementary school when she, when that happened and she passed away also when I was in elementary school and I was just so close to her. Um, and that's what I, that's just what I remember and thinking that, you know, I think I could do this. Like I would want to help somebody in that way. Mm. <laughs> wow, Illy. You know, I, that, that story is, it warms my heart and it makes me think about the, the children who know how special their grandparents are to them mm, or mm-hmm. older people are to them at such a young age. I can't yes, say that. I, yes. I didn't, I didn't know that, Illy. Oh, I, yeah. I, and, and that was my great grandmother. I probably said grandmother. No, you did. You she, said great grandmother. Oh, okay. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. So I mean, my great grandmother, yeah. when she was alive, I was afraid of her. Um, oh, wow. She had um, wrinkly skin mm-hmm. and um, I was afraid of her wrinkly skin. And she used oh, to say, wow. come here, girl. And I just run away. Oh, and I, wow. I never got to know her like you got to know yours. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, You know, they are such a blessing. I got to know my, my great-grandmother actually passed away before my great-grandfather. My great-grandfather, um, he actually, his birth certificate, we believe that it is his, uh, his death certificate, we believe is incorrect because 
he was born at a time when black people were not given a a birth certificate. And he said that he was born in the late 1900s. And he swore by that all of his life, that he knew when he was born. Mm -hmm. So we think they said that he was 99. We believe he was more like 102 or 103 Mm. when he passed. And skin, beautiful skin, beautiful nails. Um, He was still in his right mind. You know, he was just amazing. And so, I mean, I got a lot of stories. I mean, imagine those stories, you know, from him. Um, He was just so full of... um, um, just energy and and like fun, and he would tell you the, but he wouldn't hold back. He'd tell you the good stories, he'd tell you the bad stories, you know, there because we know it wasn't all good, and so he would really share, you know, things with me that you know my mom probably didn't want me to hear some of that and some of the story, but my great grandmother did too, and some of the stories she would tell me, um, you know, at at seven years old and six years old would make me cry. But I understand it, you know, as I grew older and I understand the importance of knowing those stories. Yeah. 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 And and were they from Texas? They were. Mm-hmm. Yes, okay. they were. They were all from, they were both from Texas. In fact, we have a little area um, not too far from Houston in Mejia. Um, it's spelled Mexia, M-E-X-I-A. It's called Mejia. But uh, where we have some um, of our a lot of our relatives are there and um, there's a little town there called Curvin which is (laughs) supposedly named after um, my family Um, yeah so we're it's um, we're all we're all Texas (laughs) I mean that's a beautiful you know to know right there yeah 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 yeah, but our family, like our family and our grave, there are the family grave sites and everything, all of that's in Marshall, Texas. We also have family um, in Marshall. That's where my my mom's mom is buried and all. So, and my great-grandmother and my great-grandfather are both buried there. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Well, Ellie, I don't know, know how long I've known you, but I'm assuming it's over a decade, possibly into the... Uh, fifteen year mark or there. So yeah, it, you're yeah? right. Okay, two thousand six or so. I think it was something like that. Yeah. So I met Ileana. You all um doing um Caroline or Change, and she was our guest artist. Uh, and she was Caroline, and blew everybody's socks off. Came back the next year and won the Ostrander for what was it? Best lead. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Best actor in a, in a musical. Thank you, best actor yeah. in a musical. Yeah. And um, Ileana was living in New York at the time. And when I moved here, I uh, called her up. Um, well, we I think we stayed in communication. I called you up and yes. I was like, Ileana, I'm coming. And you yes. were one of the few people I knew who was here. <laughs> and at that time, you were you were making a transition in your life. I was life. leaving. <laughs> yes. Illy was leaving, y'all. I was waiting for her to come. I was waiting. Y'all, Illy <laughs> literally gave me 90% of her apartment. And I, I took it with me on the subway and I brought it to my place. <laughs> I was so thankful. I was so thankful. Somebody wanted that stuff. Yeah. Ileana, oh I was so thankful. Oh. I was so thankful. Oh, That's just perfect. A, it, it, well, it was perfect for me, and it's a testament to your heart and how, you know, some people stick. 
And mm-hmm. um, I'm so grateful that you're one of those people who has just stuck in my life. Um, I got a question for you. Yeah. What experiences in your life have molded you into who you are today? Oh, my goodness. Let's see. Well, I would say, you know, the story I already told you about the dance. Um, mm-hmm. But I think even more so um, and even, you know, even more recent would be um the things that happened with my mother when my mother became ill. Um, I tell you, you don't, you don't know. Like it was just, I, I always thought my mom was just going to be forever. And, you know, thank the Lord. She's, she's still with us, but I never thought that she would be where she was not the independent single mom that I always knew all my life. always so strong. Um, and I tell you, when she got sick and she was in the rehab hospital, I left the, the show that I was doing to go home to Texas. And when the social worker at the rehab rehabilitation hospital asked her, was she scared? And she, she shook her head. Yes. It took all of my being and all of my strength to just not break into tears because I have never in my life known my mother to fear anything and that to me just that instant I mean it was three seconds of a moment that that I felt the change in my life I and I knew my direction in my life was going to go different I still have the same dreams I still love the theater I can't give it up <laughs> which I learned during COVID <laughs> it's not going to leave my 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 body like I, you know, I think it's just, it's going to be with me forever, but I have found that she is so important to me that I have to find ways to be able to continue to be her caregiver. Cause I think, you know, that most of the time I'm her full-time caregiver. If I can take her with me to work, to shows, theaters that hire me often will let me bring her and I can get someone to sit with her and whatever she loves to come to the shows. It gives me so much joy just seeing her in the audience and I usually can spot her from anywhere. And if she's smiling that to me, like every time I see that is life changing. Um, I talked to her yesterday on the phone because um, my niece was with her and she was trying to tell her something and she couldn't understand. And as soon as my, my niece said that I was on the phone, my niece was like, Oh, I know what she's saying. She's telling you to come home. And I was like, Oh my God. So she is such my heart. Um, she just means so much to me. And, you know, we are so, we're, I mean, we were always close, but we are so like just so much closer since she's been ill and she's so, she's so dependent on me. She's kind of like my baby. And I, um, it's just really is like life changing to feel that kind of love for somebody because that love was what I had for theater and I still love theater, but I placed her above that. Like she is like the joy, you know, in my life and I just love her. And I just know like, you know, if anything happens, if that time comes and I'm praying it doesn't anytime soon, um, I just don't want to miss the moments. And I think it's important to grasp what you can while you can because you just never know you just never know yeah yeah I mean that that alone just 
touched my whole heart. I mean, I'm over here like, you know, swallowing back tears to oh. hear you, you know, <laughs> yeah. com- confess your love for your mom. Yes, um, yes, yes. And I know that the feeling is extremely mutual. And oh, I know she's yes. so grateful to yes. have you. You know, because really the, the thing about having kids is that, and I'm not a parent, but in my mind, the thing about having children is once you birth them, you've done your job. Mm-hmm. Also, raising them is part of your job to the mm-hmm. best of your ability. But you can't guarantee that they're going to return that favor whenever it's necessary or needed. So true. Yeah, you cannot guarantee it. And yeah, even and- if they do do it, do they do it with a heart that's as pure as what you just described? Right, right, right. And without the resentment and the blame and the... Because it takes a lot and it takes a lot of... um it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of patience and you have to give of yourself. And there's things that, you know, there's things that you want to do that you can't do. There's shows that I might, that I want to do sometimes. And I'm like, I, I need to bring her with me. If I can't bring her sometimes, I, you know, I turn down a lot of work, you know, sometimes because of it, but um, I also still get a lot of work. And so it balances out, you know, and um, I'm just really, really thankful, you know, that, um, that, you know, some of the theaters will let me bring her and that she'll come and then she'll get to have that joy because she just loves, she loves watching me perform, you know, but um, she loves the shows in general. So it's just really important to be able to continue to balance that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I mean, your resume is, it's stellar. And the thing I love about you is you are a relationship builder. You are a people connector. And you are a, a lover of life. That's and all, the, all true. <laughs> it's all true, right? Yeah, I know, right? That really is. Yes, yes. And all that you've experienced up to this point right now, what is next on your list that would blow anybody else's mind? Oh, my goodness. So, wow. Okay, so you know I... Um, just last year started working with e-productions. I'm still learning this associate producer line, um, which is very interesting. And I don't know, it's a whole, you know, it's just a whole other world, um, from being on the stage. And I'm still trying to weigh that out and see, you know, if I think I can do it, if I like it. Or my thing is that I don't like to do things. I don't mind work. But if I don't enjoy it, then I don't want to do it. And that's just kind of how I've always been. I don't mind if I'm sweating or crying. If I love it, I'm going to want to do it. If I don't enjoy it, I just, and even more so now with the things with my mom, life is short. I don't want to spend my time doing things I don't love. You know, I'm working with um, KJ Management. That's our girl Kia's company. I absolutely love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. And oh, it's, it's also, you know, she's branching out and we've talked about, we're doing some casting now. And I always said I wanted to get into casting. Um, and she's got, you know, we've got it's just so much. Like I can see, like uh, she and I both, we started talking and the wheels are just turning and there's all these things we want to do and all these things that we can do. Um, and so we've got where our minds work very well together with trying to put things together and make things happen. And we're, you know, I think we're both very appreciative to you, actually, because you're the you're the force behind 
that mer that merger. You know, you had your Memphis girls and you included this Texas girl in your group, and that's how I met Kia, which I've never met in person, and I, I you know, I consider her one of my best friends, like you and Serena. So it's just kind of crazy how that worked out. But it was all God. Oh God, all oh God for sure, for sure, for sure. But I still want to. There's a lot of stuff I haven't done in theater, and I there's some shows that I simply must do. Share, so tell me, give, give, I, give. If somebody doesn't cast me in the color purple, really soon, I may like. I don't know what I'm gonna do. It's but gonna I, happen. <laughs> the it's color purple. Happen. I really wanted to do the life, and I don't know if that's ever gonna happen. I know that there's some something going on with that now, but it's a lot of it is precast and. Um, but I also, I really wanted my, my goal, and this was my goal when my mother became ill, was uh, my move that we talked about, my move from New York, was actually my transition to L.A. In the middle of that, my mother became ill, and so that kind of put a stop to that. I would like to continue that because I would really like to work on some sitcoms, uh, do some more commercial work, that type of thing. So I can see that's that. My, more, my, um, that's my goal now. Uh, that I'm working on. I'm working on getting the LA agent and um, I really want to kind of be in California. I really have thought about that and that's what I was thinking about. And there's really no reason for me to not pack up and, and go and take my mom. And But I, um, I'm up, my, my on the fence next about it is uprooting my mother. And so that's a big, that's kind of a big deal to me. I, I don't want to pull her away from her medical teams. And so, you know, I have to think, I have to really pick and choose on what I can do. And, and can I go to California and, you know, be there and, you know, um, have other family members take care of her and then come back and get back to my life with her. So I'm weighing out, you know, the options because I know there's a way and I just have to get it figured out. I'm going to pray for that with you because I know that you're a doer. I know that yeah. you're a fearless doer. Yes. And I know that you follow the will that's placed within you. And yeah. so everything you said is going to come to pass. I know it is. I know Yay. it is. And I'm excited for that for you. Ileana, how can people get to know more about you? Well, they can Google me, <laughs> Ileana Curvin, and so much is going to come up. Um, if you go to broadwayworld.com and put my name in Ileana Curvin, um, you will see pretty much a, a lot of what I've done. It'll tell you what I am doing right now. I'm actually in Venice, Florida right now doing Ain't Misbehaving at the Venice Theater uh, that runs through February the 6th of 2020. And you can go to Venice Theater dot, not sure what the dot ends with org or com. I think it's Venice Theater dot com. Get more information on this show. Um, also, I'm on Instagram of uh, Three two one Illy. That's the number three, number two, number one. I L L Y. I'm on Twitter the same. I'm not on Twitter very much, <laughs> but um, I'm not on any social media very much. <laughs> but I, but I do try to check in every once in the once in a while. I'm also um, Ileana Curvin um, on Facebook.com as well. So anywhere you put in Ileana Curvin, I'm gonna pop up. That's wonderful. Ilya, I'm not on uh, social media that much either, but I tell you, you're on a lot of platforms where people can find out all the wonderful things you've done and keep an eye out for all the things that are to come. I got one last question for you, Ilya. Yes. 
If there was one thing you'd want people to take away from meeting you, what would that be? Oh, uh, that I am sincere, I think. I think that I want them to know that um, I come from a place of love and that I really do mean it when I say you, whatever compliment I give someone, I never give anybody a fake compliment. You know, if somebody um, is is singing and doesn't sound good and they ask me how they sound I, and if I don't think they sound well. I'm not going to I'm going to say you sound a little ill today because what does that falseness do, you know, for them and doesn't probably help them take care of themselves anymore. Um, or anything like that. So I try to just be honest and um, loving and sincere. And that's way more than one word. (laughs) No, you didn't have to give one word. I just wanted your truth. There's the truth. (laughs) And there you go. (laughs) And that's exactly what it is and who you are. Ileana, you and I could go on for hours and hours because you're just that kind of person that people want to know. But I want to be a respecter of your time. I know you're a hardworking woman. And to get to where you want to be, you got to keep moving. So I want to offer you this like I give every single one of my guests. And it's truly from my heart. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You get one back from me, too. Aww. That's from my heart. <laughs> yes. Yes, 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 yes. I receive it wholeheartedly. Thank, thank you, you, Ileana. Oh my goodness, you all, you all, you should feel very special because I am blessed enough to introduce you to the salt of the earth kind of people, mostly because you're a salt of the earth kind of person. And I mean, every single listener who tunes in, I thank you and I love you for that. Thank you all for listening to this beautiful soul of Ileana. I pray that some of her words of wisdom, some of her nuggets, Some of her life's living of how to give of yourself, but don't deplete yourself while you fill people, other people up, lives in you. How telling the truth resonates stronger than giving a lie. How you can give people what they need while making sure you're okay and reevaluating what's really important to you, like Ileana putting her mother first. And that may resonate with you with other things, with, with your time with your life choices, maybe with a family member too, I don't know. I pray that you decide that every decision you make from this point on is worth it, so you don't live in a life of shoulda, coulda, wouldas, which I know that Ileana definitely does not. Um, Thank you for listening, and I'll catch you next time. Bye. Thank you for joining us for another episode of POV with Kristen ha. Gilmore. See you next time. Bye. Ha. Ooh. Ha.